0: What's going on? It's Wednesday, April 13th. You're listening to episode 53 of the Chasing Points podcast. Your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's going on? My name is Sam. And I am your loyal Nets fan, Brandon. And we are here to uh,
1: talk sports. Thanks for listening. Uh, Brandon, what's up, man? You know, just going to Yankee games and sitting five rows behind the the dugout. You know, just you know, small stuff, humble brag, man. Yeah, your no, seats look great. I mean, they were, they were absolutely how, great. I mean, I could have go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, out. how'd it feel to be back at the stadium? felt amazing. Um, if you, if anybody has the opportunity to, to get into uh, the legend suite by all means, if you've saved up your money for a couple of years, please do it. The buffet is phenomenal and it's a part of your ticket price. And you literally can get up at any time and get snacks whenever you want to. So needless to say, I left there with a stomach ache uh, because I indulged way too much. Alcohol is not a part of your uh, your ticket or your, your whole uh, festivities, but I left this part out purposely to share with you on here, Sam. You wanna know who was sitting in there that I walked past twice? CC. Alex Rodriguez. Hey, Rod a rod was sitting there chilling some people were just sitting there being creepy just staring at him and i'm like let the man eat (laughs) like just i get it a rod a a legend in himself but let him eat people all up in his face but not like literally a little stand the table high top table but it was cool a rod walking past him Uh, a rod looks like he's putting on a little pounds though um i'm just gonna leave that right there with that um no body shaming but a rod I, I can train you, bro. Um, how are you, Sam? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. No okay. A-Rod
0: slander today. Okay. So um, I'm not not afraid of it. I'm I'm always here for A-Rod slander. Did you watch the alternate A-Rod broadcast
1: of the Yankee game on Sunday night with Michael K? I did not, but I heard that there has been a lot of, uh, there was a lot of cringeworthy things and a lot of people were just roasting it. So I did not watch it. I didn't I
0: primarily watch the main telecast, but I, I tuned in for parts of it. I uh not an A Rod fan, but I am a fan of Michael K. So I'm as well. Um I thought it was yeah, I thought it was it was cool, different perspective. The guests were cool. Roger Clemens, big poppy. I saw um, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, man, we are here to uh we have to catch a game soon, of course, but we're here to talk. About sports and uh so much going on right now. You have the start of the bat- baseball season, and uh you know, always interesting on and off the court uh in the NBA. And and as the regular season ends, the play-in games begin, and uh you know, by the time you hear this, it'll be a decided winner. But the Cavs take on the 8 seeded Cavs take on the 7 seeded Nets at seven o'clock. So uh that's couple hours from now. And then you have the Clippers take it on the Minnesota Timberwolves tomorrow, the Hornets and the Hawks and um, San Antonio and New Orleans after that. Um, and then, you know, the winners of those games play each other and the losers of those games play each other. Um, you're a big Nets fan. Obviously we've it's well-documented on this pod. Uh, how you feeling
1: leading up to this game? I think they are going to win this, uh, especially with Jared Allen not being there. Uh, So they will be moving on to the next round because all they need to do is just win one game and they're good. Um, The Cavs will be, they'll be, I I think the Cavs will. hmm, I think they'll be playing the Hawks uh, because they're going to, they're probably going to win their next game. I think maybe, um, yeah, I, the Cavs will be playing the Hawks because I, I love Charlotte. Uh, well, let me stay with the Nets real quick. So let me not get ahead of myself. Uh, the way that they are gelling now, uh, the Nets—that is, uh, it's it's pretty crazy to to think. I've I've had my open slander about Steve Nash, but the funny thing is, the Nets had the most lineup changes this year. And Steve Nash, as a coach in two year span, has the is tied for the first most wins uh, for a coach in two year span. So it's hard for me to give it to Nash and say, you know, he's he's doing his thing uh, when you have two of the greatest players uh, in the world right now. Um, But one was definitely missing, you know, most of the season. But I guess we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I'm just really happy hearing the rumbling that apparently uh, in the first round, they may get Ben Simmons finally, uh, although it would be limited, which is understandable. He's not in basketball shape, I guess, NBA basketball shape, even though he's had a whole year. So I don't know what that would be. But he's young. I think he has the ability of catching up. But 15 minutes is better than no minutes. And we don't really need him for offense. Um, they just need him for defense really in this his length um so intrigued by that but i think this is i think this game will be a little bit closer because the nets tend to lack in defense but the way they've been playing lately i think they're showing people that yeah we can play defense when we really want to but they're gonna have to play that going forward um in the playoffs, so I'll ask you the same question before we move on to the next game. What are your thoughts about that, that game? Who do you think the winner is going to be?
0: Yeah, I like the Nets. Um, I mean, the Cavs have been really impressive this year and playing without um, Colin Sexton all year, pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much all year. Um, you know, been pretty impressive. Mobley is you know in that Rookie of the Year race, and um, you know they're, they're really playing well. Um, I think when when it comes to Nash and we've documented this before when you have a team that's as high profile as this with as many stars and big names on it it's about managing egos as much as it's Xs and Os mm-hmm. like you can have like Kyrie and Kevin Durant can handle the Xs and Os on the court you know and apparently KD and and Nash have a good relationship yes um so you know i, I don't know Kevin Durant's like just money right he's just just big time. And, uh, you know, Kyrie's had his nights where he's shooting well and, and otherwise he tries to make things happen. But, um, I, I like this Nets team I've, I've watched more closely over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, I mean, and being a fan of, of yours, Brandon, a rooting interest in the, uh, let's see how far this team can go because, uh, I'm
1: a big fan of Kevin Durant as well. Thank you. That's all you have to do is just be a fan of me and follow my way. I'm a fan of you. Appreciate you. Um, The other Eastern Conference game is the Hornets uh, versus the Hawks. Um, I don't think this is going to be that close, even though the Hornets have a great young nucleus and that is headed by LaMelo Ball. Uh, for all those that didn't listen to me and, and are my friends and may be listening to the show, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so uh, years ago before he even came into the league that he was going to be a problem and be the best ball brother. And, again, I was right. So um, I'm just really happy to see what he's done. He's a wizard with the ball. He His passes are phenomenal. I, I mean, him and his brother Lonzo, uh, phenomenal with passing. But Trey Young's too cold. Uh, Trey Young shows up in these these games and with his supporting cast, I think they'll be fine. So I do believe it'll be uh, the Cavs and and Hawks and the uh, the next game on the 15th. Uh, who do you have winning this game? Yeah, some of the passes that, I mean, we were
0: sharing highlights to each other over the weekend of just some of the stupid passes, uh, just the way that Lamello, his court vision and handle and the way he facilitates the basketball is unreal. Um, and, you know, I, I think they have a good young nucleus, the Hornets, and I'd like to see them build upon that. But, you know, yeah, Trey Young is just, I've been mean, being a Knicks fan. I, You know, he's just a killer. Um, and yeah, he's, he's that dude. I, I think, um, he can will this team to, um, you know, to a victory for sure. At least, at least one and and see how far they can go. It depends on their draw. I don't really know off the top of my head, um, moving forward, but I like this, this Hawks team in this game. And I certainly in a big moment, we just talked about KD in big moments and Kyrie obviously is, you know has one of the most clutch shots of all time, Kyrie, um, into one of the biggest moments. Yep. Um, but Trey's that dude and he's he's uh you know he's not afraid of anything it seems on that court. And uh I, I think you'll see that come tomorrow or today when you're listening.
1: Yeah I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But I, I want to see uh the Nets play the Celtics so bad. Um uh, that that is all I'm looking forward to. Uh and that it would be a definitely an intriguing matchup uh, because the Celtics go where Tatum goes. Yep. And the Nets go where Kyrie and KD go. So they do have a better supporting cast, in my opinion. And that's not even me being biased. I'm talking about Drummond, another big body, uh, Seth, when he coming off the bench. Uh, so I, I think they have that. And if they have been, then that's, as I said, another huge piece for them. Now on the the Western Conference, you have the Clippers who look like they would not be anything at all. But it shows even without Kawhi, even without Paul George, they still have a viable team. And they also have a phenomenal head coach. Uh, We'll get into some head coach talk in a second. Uh, (laughs) Many and they're facing Minnesota, the Timberwolves, uh, who they have Anthony Edwards, who I think actually I know. Sam is a huge fan of, and so am I um, pretty much most of my friends that are basketball friends, fan, uh, fans can't speak. Apparently English is hard. Um, <laughs> they enjoy what Anthony Edwards does. I just know that if the Timberwolves don't hurry up and get somebody there, they're going to have, they're going to lose this young man to another team, which I'm not against, but I got, I got the clips winning this. Um, I mean, I know I just, walked over carl anthony towns and didn't yeah I, was yeah I was gonna say name yeah i know i didn't put any respect on his name but he has turned it around and for what he's gone through i definitely wish him a whole lot but paul george being back is huge uh for the clippers and i truly believe if they had Kawhi, they'd be uh, a number one number two seed or be fighting for that i don't think anybody is going to be past the suns i still don't think anybody's going to beat the suns this year Um but I have the the Clippers winning this game. Uh it is when well, you guys will hear this a day later. So it is tonight when we're recording this at 9 30 p.m. Sam, who do you have? I'm gonna pick the clips. Just um
0: I like, you know, we're talking about nucleases. I, I I agree with you. You know how much of a fan of Edwards I am. Um in Carl Anthony Towns as well, and both an on and off the court. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I like this clips team and I, I think the the head coach is a, a difference maker too. Um, yeah, and um, George has looked good, right? Uh, I haven't seen too many. Uh, He's looked great. Clipper Clipper He's games recently, but um, you know, yeah, with Ka- Kawhi, it's just it's a shame that he lost a year here. But um, yeah, I don't expect much from the Clippers moving past this game. Uh, but I do, I do like them in this
1: matchup. Okay. Um, I the other West Coast game uh, is the San Antonio Spurs and the New Orleans Pelicans, two teams that I have not watched really anything of this season um, due to some of the injuries. But I learned years ago is to not bet against Greg Popovich. So I am going the Spurs and they clawed to get into this. So I think they're riding that. I think they're too much for uh, the Pelicans, but I think this is going to be a, a a game that's going to go wire to wire. Um, so it's going to be very, very close, but I have the Spurs uh, taking this one home to, so that means in this case, which would be game four winner, right? So that would be the Spurs would be playing the game two loser, which would be Minnesota. So in that one, I would have Minnesota actually winning that. So what do you got here, Sam? I'm just going to say Pelicans uh,
0: to, you know, go against you here. Uh, (laughs) I like some of the young players on both teams. I think the CJ trade was, was big for the Pelicans. And obviously they're playing this whole year without um, Zion. But I, you know, I like what the, the Pelicans been able to do, even though it just kind of seems like a wasteland of basketball and, won't be long before zion's gone but um yeah it's it's hard to root against pop it's it's really hard because he's you know one of the greatest of all time but i'll just say the pelicans okay. i don't have a rooting interest i i would be lying to the audience if i said i spent much time watching either of these teams this year just like you so
1: fair fair yeah. um uh a team that a lot of people watched because they were on prime time tv and that should have probably stopped at uh All-Star break uh, is the Lakers. They're in the news again, as if they They are in the news every single day, uh, as if every media outlet didn't talk about them every single day, meaning sports media outlet. Um, They fired Frank Vogel. I think this was the writing has been on the wall for quite some time. But again, again and again, uh, I do not believe that it was Frank Vogel's fault. Uh, he, he inherited that roster, and that was a roster built by Bron Bron over here. Um, and he and won with that roster. Well, this one No, it's you know, different. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean,
0: they lost a lot by trading that, us. That roster that they rest.
1: had was the number one defense last season, and they traded a lot of those players away. So, it ain't the same yeah, that's roster. Fair. That's fair. Um, and you have Westbrook out here that, has to realize and do what mellow did and really realize that he's not that guy um i mean rumors have swirled that frank vogel didn't want him carrying the ball um also hearing that the rambis family had was playing coach from the sideline and telling what lineups to do uh so there's a lot of stuff going on there and it, it starts with the the front office uh it we know the true reason that Braun and AD are there is because of Magic Johnson. It's because of no other person in this world. It's because of Magic. Uh, and you saw how they treated Magic. Rob Palinka looks like nothing. It's, yeah, <laughs> Clutch Sports runs this organization. Yes, pretty it's much. Just, well, LeBron's, yeah. Um, it, it, it does when the personnel, but then it doesn't when it comes to the decision making, which is which again, it comes about down to the Rambis family, um, which Jeannie Buss needs to take control of that again. And they really need to, she needs to follow her father's bl- blueprint and really get people around her that are true basketball uh, savants or uh, people that are super knowledgeable of it. But there's so much that is wrong. And if they don't make a possible trade uh, to get some pieces back, uh, potentially moving AD, that would be my choice first i would move ad uh, because you can get more value back um moving Russ, you're not really getting anything it's more like a you're taking a portion of the salary and it's a dump and you may get something back you're probably
0: trading assets to get rid of Russ.
1: yeah exactly so i would i would at this point try to get rid of ad and try to get it for because when he's healthy he's one of the top five players in the league but when he's healthy is the Underlying things. So Sam, this is gonna be a special one right here. <laughs> do you care that Frank Vogel was fired as a Lakers head coach? I uh
0: you know, do I care? No, because I don't really care about the Lakers and the LeBron hype machine and and all of this. I think I think too many it's too easy to just beat up on LeBron here. Mm-hmm. Um but He's, as you mentioned, you know, kind of been the puppet master behind the uh behind the curtain here for a number of seasons, right? He's putting together all of these quote unquote super teams. Uh so I don't I don't really care what the Lakers do. I I don't really think it matters who's their coach. I know the reports today, like Mark Jackson would uh LeBron would like that or be enthused by that. I don't remember what the exact words were. Get
1: Mark Jackson, please get him yeah. a job. Please yeah, us. I
0: mean, we've been saying this for a y- over a year now that Mark mm-hmm. Jackson deserves another shot in the sleeve. Oh, I've been
1: saying it since he got I know. fired from the Warriors. <laughs> I know. Off, off the mic here, yeah. we've been saying yes, that yes. for a long
0: time. But on the record here, we've been saying that for about, you know, Fair. 53 episodes now. Fair. But, um, yeah, so I don't... It's just great superstar athletes don't necessarily make great GMs or coaches, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I don't know what that missing piece was, and I don't follow the
1: Lakers too much to really know, but it's just hold hold on my friend. You don't know what the missing piece was. His name is Dame Dollar, and he plays for the Portland Trailblazers. You know that missing piece. That was it. That's the missing piece. But you put yourself in a hole
0: when you trade like seven first-round picks, and you have all these pick swaps, and you you trade away guys like Alonzo and Brandon Ingram to get AD, and 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 everything else you have left on that roster, which is a miracle you had anything left. Like who's in Pope? You trade those guys away to get uh, Russ, and it's like what's left for this team? LeBron will end up leaving and leaving this team in shambles, just like he did
1: the other team team. yeah it's just gonna
0: end up you know he just more you mortgage and that's what you have to do in this league you saw it with the hardened trade from the from houston to to bk you you that's what you have to do to get a superstar in this league Mm -hmm. and it's just gonna he's just gonna leave at some point and leave a desolate roster with like ad an old crippled ad to like rebuild around and it's just going to get weird. Um,
1: I, I think, like, it's, I
0: just don't, I ultimately, I don't care, but.
1: Fair. So, I, I mean, the, the, the move that you said of, of Kuz, that's why at that time before they traded Kuz, they could have traded him to the trailblazers because they're, I still think they're trying to rebuild, but they're trying to build around Dame and they're doing a terrible job of it. So they should really just cut their losses, try to get as much as they can um, draft pick wise and money wise for Dame because Dame he's going to be loyal and he's going to stay there but when that contract is over that's it but they're, they're going to have to do something because Dame is he's going to be he's not going to publicly ask for a trade because he's not that dude but he will go to that office and he doesn't want to keep wasting away his years and he shouldn't have to he's one of the best players in the league and he plays on a historical team but I mean I love what the Blazers have done but they have not done anything to truly build around this man. Like I'm watching uh teams trade for uh Halliburton and and trade for uh Brogdon and trade for all these young pieces around the league and Dame's just sitting up there with Nurkic. Just just like oh okay this is what I have to to play with. You trade away CJ McCollum you he has nothing there so I I just hope they do right but I do love my boy uh Anthony Simmons up there I love him yeah
0: yeah no I'm I'm a Simmons guy too um but it yeah it's interesting I mean Dame Dame is as loyal as they come and certainly to that city and he means he means a lot to them um but eventually this front office is gonna have to before that contract is up they need to trade him out of there if they want to get anything because he will just walk when he's
1: done and they'll get nothing for it well you know who means a lot to a team uh he would be Aaron Judge oh look at that segue um, at you he uh you know I've, I've done this maybe once or twice or almost 200 times uh <laughs> but uh You, you, well, I saw it on my own and I was just puzzled by it, but, uh, he turned down a hefty contract because it wasn't the numbers, uh, that he want, wanted. And in my opinion, and from what I've learned from you and your opinion, that this is ridiculous. Uh, So I'm going to let you take this from here before I potentially go off. Uh, You can talk about how Aaron Judge turned down a seven year, two hundred and thirteen point five million dollar contract. And what's your thoughts on how this is playing out with him and the Yankees? So it essentially broke down. It's actually
0: thinking about it's eight years, 240 million, because they're an arbitra, they're going to be in an arbitration this year. Judges camp wants 17 million. The Yankees want to offer them 21. So the, the contract that was offered to them that was leaked by Brian Cashman after right before opening pitch on Friday um, and done. So, so the Yankees can get ahead of this and say, Hey, don't, don't get mad at us he just turned down 31 million dollars a year um so it does come out to 240 for eight years to a guy who's who is the face of the Yankees the next captain of this team the one one of the faces of major league baseball whether you're a Yankee fan or not you cannot deny it um 99 jerseys are everywhere
1: probably the most recognizable face in baseball right now
0: yeah and and Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this for a year and a half too Uh, major league baseball has an identity crisis mark mike trout fernando tatis could walk into your place of work and you would be like oh man who's who's that guy he's athletic looking he's buff you know but wouldn't know it's mike Trout. wouldn't know it's maybe shohei utani is on a different level because he's international but there's not you know it it doesn't have that's the marketability isn't still isn't there even though there's a lot of great young talent in this league and aaron judge is arguably at the top of that crop of marketability so i understand if you're the yankees You don't want to give a guy who's 31 years old next year at the start of next April, he'll be 31. So he's 30. Now you don't want to give him an eight year deal, seven year deal and watch a six, seven dude who's often hurt grow old with you. I think the Yankees offer was, and not, I tend to side with the players and not the the team, but I thought it was a really fair deal. I thought they were, he was going to get five or six years. He's going to be 37, 38 when this contract ends. He's had two healthy seasons in the last five years, not consecutively. He was healthy, played like 148 games last year, played center field, showed you what he could do when he's healthy. And he's been nothing but a, a boy scout off the field that rides the company line. Doesn't, you don't have to worry about him on page six. He's not getting into trouble. But I just thought it's a miscalculation on and it's a huge risk on judges team to, you know, and and good for him. And and if he thinks he can get eight, nine years and thirty five million dollars, get what Mike Trout gets paid, go at it, man. But I thought, it, you know, to be the third highest paid average annual value from a position player. I thought that was pretty. uh, I thought it was pretty good deal from the Yankees point of view your thoughts Hayes I know you're, you're uh you're
1: wound up here you're ready to go uh so i understand what cashman is doing and i know he's been burnt in the past by huge contracts that have gone south as the player has gotten older productivity gone down and I don't think he wants to go down that hole again but as i mentioned to Sam off air is this is a homegrown guy. Yeah. This is not a guy that you went out and got. This is a guy that's worked his way up through your your farm system and has become a superstar when all they at one point in time for those that actually followed what Aaron Judge did prior to come getting the call up, he was known as a contact hitter. He wasn't known for all the power. They knew that he could have the power because of his height and his stature, but he was known as a contact hitter and the minors. And then he came to got called up. I mean, I'm sure he he made that uh, he sharpened his tools in AAA, but he got called up. He's been a power hitter. But as Sam said, he hasn't been healthy. Right. And that's that's a huge knock against him. Outside of that, there is no other knock against him. Nope. Well, striking out too much. Um, That'll be the other one. But he is, again, one of the faces of baseball, if not the biggest name in baseball at this point in time. You're gonna make your money back, Yankees. Just pay him. You haven't gone out yeah. and done, I mean, got big names since Garrett Cole. And the way he started that first game, I'm almost just like, you know what, Garrett Cole, uh, what are we paying you for? But I do know it's the beginning of the season, it's a lot some comments on, on Cole, and I'm a Cole fan, but okay. we'll get to that. Yeah, I got okay. some comments on opening day. Yeah, good. Um, but I, I, I just just pay him like, and they may be far apart on the years, whatnot. Um, and I, I think judges, his team is worried about that and they want to have that security of, and they know his history of, of being healthy and they want to lock that in and make sure that he's there. Um, so I, I think this gets done. Hopefully somehow I know he said he doesn't want to talk about it during the season, but I still hope there's a chance that they talk about it and get it done. Um, but yeah, I, Just pay him. I I don't don't keep playing this game to the point that you're going to eventually lose him. Um, You don't want that to happen. So, yeah, I'm I'm torn. I I get it for the 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 business the business perspective. Like, I completely understand that. Totally. Hundred percent. I'm not mad at Cashman for that. But as the as the fan of me that that enjoys watching this young man play and knowing the talent that he has, uh, if he can stay healthy, it's just like just, just do what you got to do to keep him. Um, so what are your thoughts on on Garrett Cole, since you said you had something? Because well, I know we both felt the type of way after watching his first outing. Uh,
0: to just wrap up, Judge, really quick, I, I think something will get done. They have to negotiate this arbitration anyway. Maybe that's a window, an opening to get this done. Mm-hmm. I think the Yankees, I have to believe that the Yankees know what losing a guy like this would mean. And I think they get it done. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful too. Um, but it's a big risk on, on judges camp, but yeah, as for Cole opening day, first pitch was scheduled at one Oh eight. Billy Crystal's out there throwing the first pitch, you know, everyone's (laughs) going up and down the line and getting their introductions and, taking out the flag and they're singing god bless america or you know star spangled banner they're doing the pomp and circumstance that baseball is known for on opening day and the yankees are known for but to have garrett cole who is i understand athletes are wired differently that's why i'm not one i know (laughs) you could speak to this more hayes because you you have been in those dugouts and those clubhouses and you understand but to be yelling at the umpire, let's eff go and like getting all out of whack and having it affect your first inning. And he finally, he, cu- he gave up three runs, I think. And he finally settled down and he looked good. The spin rate was up. He's not using the sticky stuff, essentially. His command was there. Eventually it was fine. And now he's complaining too about the pitch comm system that he's going to use again tomorrow, Wednesday, when you hear this, today, when you hear this. That was a, that's a really cool thing. Have you seen the pitch com system? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you know, the catcher has a receiver or a, a little keypad, and there's a receiver in the hat of the pitcher and the outfielder or whoever else, and lets you know what what pitches are coming. They're essentially not giving signs anymore. So today it came out. The Garrett Cole said he's going to use it tomorrow, but the Yankees two out siren, which I guess is from like oh Star my Wars. Gosh. You know, that wailing noise. Yeah. I heard it all last night. It's Mm -hmm. it's like from the Death star or something Mm -hmm. like the evacuation thing or something that it was throwing them off. So like, I get it, man. You are like, you're notoriously like a diva and you you have something to say about everything and everything's gotta be perfect. But at the same time, you're the $36 million a year, man. And we're stuck with this dude for like eight more years. Get rid of the siren, but stop being a jerk. Stop making
1: excuses for everything else.
0: It you played hurt last year. Commend you. You fell apart in the wild card game. It's, you know, yeah, and he was hurt. He said it after he, he was more hurt than the led on to believe, but it's just kind of like, dude, get a grip it's baseball. It's like, there's kids in the stand, your kids in the stand, like, like this is what baseball is. And you're four minutes late from your routine, go in the dugout and, and do the rest of your cages routine and just keep stretching, do whatever you got to do again. You Hayes. I mean, baseball players, athletes are just wired differently and it's creatures of habit, and it's structured and synchronized everything. But it just seemed like a lot, and it was kind of uncalled for in hindsight. You know,
1: I mean, I get every every player has their own routines. I mean, when sure. I go up to, when I go up to bat, when I when I'm playing, like I I always tap the front, back, side, side of the plate. Just always do a cross on it, just every single time. That's just a routine. Dig in, and then just set it on my shoulder, and then get set right. It's always a routine that I have, that I do, that I will always continue to do, but. I'm not that superstitious. Like I am when it comes to like watching my teams when I'm playing, I don't, I'm not superstitious. Like I know I can control my destiny or that's what I feel like I can do at that point in time. But the fact that this man continues to, uh, I'm going to call it Aaron Rodgers syndrome. Cause I'm seeing a lot of players out here do some very, very similar things and cry as if they're not making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to cry about a siren now granted that siren is annoying as hell um yeah. especially hearing it live like it's just like all right like i get it but it, it, we don't need it but the fact that you're saying that it thrown you threw you off and you're making excuses for everything how about just go out there and pitch like you're not going to ever get dead silence wherever you go you're going to go to uh Fenway and you're going to hear worse than that siren so if that's bothering you now, just let the Yankees know that you you hear sounds and it just bothers you. Get you some earplugs or something like that so you can man up and continue to play because I'm over the nonsense and how much money that we paid you to do a task um, and not me because I don't work for the Yankees, but I'm just riled up by this, so I have to say what I have to say when it comes to this, but uh, I guess we'll see what he looks like uh, when you guys hear this uh, today on Wednesday, but yeah, he's got to get it together. He's really got to get it together. Um, let's go to do you care, Sam. Okay, now let's care. Do you care, Sam? Yes. <laughs> he's saying yes already because it has something to do with Tiger, and I say yes too. Do you care that Tiger played in the Masters, made the cut, but then started to drop off?
0: I care totally. I think it was just a victory for Tiger Woods, for Tiger Woods fans, and the game of golf that he was even able to lace them up and and tee off on Thursday, let alone play well on Thursday, make the cut, and play on Sunday of the Masters. Um, I I think he won the weekend before he even played. Yes. um, Just by being able to do it. And it just speaks to kind of the competitor that he is, what has made him so great things he's learned from his father and that work ethic. And, you know, you, you saw it, you've seen it, you know, we were on this podcast 14 months ago, talking about this devastating car crash. He could have easily given up. He could have easily also had his leg amputated. Mm -hmm. This is a guy after having his back like fused together wins the 2019 masters. So it's, which is one of the greatest sporting events I've ever seen. Just watching that master Sunday. Um, It was actually, it was on my birthday. It was awesome to see it. It was a great day, Um, but yeah, he won this weekend before he even teed off. Just the fact that he was able to do it, let alone make the cut and, and not embarrass himself. And again, there's no embarrassing yourself when you've, kind of been through in the last 14 months
1: what he has. Yeah, he's got a he's had an interesting life, uh good and bad. He's got an interesting sure. life. Um and I, I think he as much as of as much of a legend that he is on the golf course, I think that also <laughs> is the same to say off uh with all of his trials and tribulations. Um tiger is just tiger, right? And Anytime he steps on a golf course, it's amazing when healthy. But the fact, as Sam alluded to, he stepped on there in general, that was the major victory for him. The fact that he even walked and was able to walk the whole course, that was the victory, which is why he got a standing ovation multiple times there because a he's tiger, but everybody knows what he's going through. They may not understand it fully. They may not feel the pain, but they know what he's going through and the fact that he showed up and he's still a fighter. that has got to be encouraging for any sports fan. Um, It it is encouraging for me because it's just that never give up mentality. It's that Mamba mentality, but it's that tiger mentality as well because he has his own um, and he continues to do to see that, that fist pump and see the the stiff just out there is like, "Mm, this is, this is it. Um, so I do care that he he did play in the Masters. Uh, overall, I, I mean, I think we knew the outcome wasn't going to be what we, what at least I truly wanted it to be, was him win. Um, I think this, I think it also kind of brings things into perspective for me as Tiger is able to do this and how how legendary he is. But then you see the likes of Rory uh, McIlroy that was supposed to be like, the second coming of tiger right and hasn't that won a masters ever yeah that yeah, hasn't done really anything it hasn't really panned out you have my boy uh brooks kepka uh who's is, who's is man I, I love him he just love his personality uh and you see how hard it is for people like him uh, dustin johnson i don't even think he made the cut if i if i remember correctly uh so just to see how hard of a sport that is to not even be able to, for certain people to make the cut or even do well, uh, I, I think it shows how legendary Tiger is as a figure. But I think we already knew that. Um, it's interesting
0: they it CBS and ESPN did a lot on um, the 25 years since the '97 Masters where Tiger won by a million strokes, but yet it was like that coming out party. Like I, everyone who follows sports, like knows where they were watching that masters, even though again, he won by like 12 strokes or something. I don't even remember, but just a dynamic, like forever history changing moment, like Tiger arrived, golf never be the same sports won't be the same. And, uh, you know, it's just really, yeah, that next wave. I mean, Rory's missing a Masters for that, you know, great career Grand Slam and Kepka and you got Bubble Watson's got a couple but that, you know, isn't as consistent. There's an, a next wave that can probably attribute a lot to the fact that Tiger broke golf open, you know, and here you are, you see an African-American man like win Masters and, just turn the sport upside down in a good way um, and just make it more accessible and interesting to ge- a new generation of and uh, now generations of fans.
1: Well, I'll say this to to your point, as you said, fans knew where they were. Uh, yeah, I knew where I was. I wasn't in front of the TV watching Tiger at that time. I was probably outside playing because I was a kid, um, yeah. but. Uh, I I would be I'd truly be interested to see what he does with his career uh, going forward and how many more that he's willing to play. Um, But he definitely has influenced a lot of these people, a lot of these kids, uh, which they're kids to him that are playing nowadays. So um, kudos to them. Uh, Now, Sam, do you care? Brady, this is a rumor, Brady. As in Tom Tom Brady, Brady, Hmm. the GOAT, and Sean Payton were rumored to be going to the Dolphins prior to the lawsuit filed by Brian Flores. (laughs) Apparently, Sean Payton was going to be the head coach and they were going to have Brady be the quarterback and then eventually transition into being a part owner of the Dolphins. Sam? Do you care?
0: I didn't know that. Um, so I'm hearing most of this for the first time. Okay. I don't care. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's interesting that like, I'm you know, now Bruce Arians isn't the coach of the Buccaneers. Um, shout out to um, my former coach, head coach of the Jets, Todd Bowles. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that great staff that Bruce Arians put together. Uh, and what Bruce Arians has done for the game of football and just women and minorities in sports and in football. Um, it's been well-documented. He's, he's certainly uh, um, the man when it comes to that, but I'm really interested to see like what really was going on between him and Tom Brady. You could believe the rumors that they weren't really getting along. This kind of sounds like w- maybe it was maybe this is true do you like do you believe this
1: like let alone do you care do you actually think this could have happened i do i i because tom is always looking for the next best thing yeah tom is always looking for you know looking out for tom right and if it's i potentially get to move to miami where you know He has a wife that's a supermodel. That's a perfect place to be right. It's also he's probably accustomed to the the Florida living now, but you have the chance of having a Sean Payton as your head coach, right? Who you're friends with, but you're also you know, he's a a phenomenal offensive mind, right? You have him. You don't have the greatest relationship with Bruce Arians because Bruce Arians is like Belichick that he's just not going to fold. I'm not saying Sean Payton would fold. But I, Bruce Arians, he he wants what he wants, and it is what it is. Like you're not going to tell him any different. Uh, apparently, they were extremely cordial uh, throughout. You know, the, they're they're running into it on the field, and Tom did what he's supposed to do. But apparently, uh, he did not see eye to eye, which is the another rumor on top of this that uh, he, with his influence in the Buccaneers, uh, with the front, Buccaneers front office, he had. Uh, apparently the the leverage to almost push Bruce Arians out. And he wanted Todd Bowles or Byron leverage to be the, the head coach. So apparently he had influence on that too. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but that's been circling around. Uh, but the fact that him and uh, Sean Payton could have been with the Dolphins, that would have been wild um, to actually yeah, I- see that.
0: Arians is known as a just a creative offensive mind in this game, and mm-hmm. you know Sean Payton did it and found ways to be effective even as Drew Brees declined in and his skill set. And not that Tom Brady has. I mean, he's lost a little bit off his fastball, but you know Tom. You look at Tom Brady plays having some of the best years of his career, and he's forty five years old. So to see that would have been intriguing with Sean, uh, Sean Payton offense for sure. And how he can, uh, and especially this Dolphins team, which is just so fast and like is just going to cause problems um, for defensive backs and defensive coordinators across the league and in the AFC East. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be hard from the Arians Brady perspective. You're in a public relationship a successful relationship with someone like bill belichick for 20 years you've been up through the highs and lows the cheating scandals and like the six seven rings however many rings you have i don't even i've lost count to like you know it's like the public divorce and now you're dating somebody else and it's not it's easy to just imagine that hey maybe it's just not going the way you both thought it would because the grass isn't always greener or it's grass is different on the other side, you know? So I guess I'm not really doubting that there's friction. I'd just like be interested to know like what's real and what's not. Um, But that's the last thing I, I would need as a Jets fan is to see Tom Brady again twice a year and keep me out my future quarterback out of the playoffs, you know, for another decade or so. That's the last thing I need.
1: Yeah, I mean that that would have been my father would have been in hell because he hates Tom Brady. Yeah. Um so he all would right. have been in absolute hell for that. As a Dolphins uh, fan, hating Tom he, Brady. Yeah. Totally yeah. I could completely get it. Completely get it. Um, but you would have been getting one of the the greatest uh quarterbacks. But my dad, I think he's on edge right now with with the Dolphins because of all the allegations towards him and hot water that they have from Flores so I don't he's openly said to me that he doesn't even know if he could be a Dolphins fan moving forward so that's how much that has affected him and he's been a fan of them since uh, even before they went undefeated because he's an old man um so uh I uh I do care because it's interesting uh that that could have happened um but I I also think if Tom wants something to get done in the league he pretty much is golden and he can do whatever he wants. Uh, So I wouldn't be surprised if he eventually gets like part ownership with the Bucks, but I don't think um, the Glazer family is really going to allow that. Um, But he could still potentially, you know, become part owner of the Dolphins. He's only got what one year that he signed on for. So anything's possible, but overall, do I care? No, I just wish Tom would have stayed retired. Like I'm, I'm overseeing Tom Brady. We know it. We get it. You're the goat. Got it. Cool. Don't need to see you anymore. Also, when you leave, take Aaron Rodgers with you because I don't need to see him anymore either. Um, Yeah, and that's uh, that's all I got. Uh, Sam, you normally ask me this question, so I'm going to ask you this question. What are you looking forward to the rest of this week? Well, um... actually, hold up, Sam. I got to pump the brakes. I got to pump the brakes. I'm sorry that I'm doing this to you. Did you watch any of UFC 273? I did not. I've heard about it from
0: probably our biggest fan um, already. And uh, I'm going to hear it from you now. I didn't watch it. it. was asleep.
1: Sound asleep. The fight with Gilbert Burns and Chimaev was arguably one of the greatest fights I've seen in the last five to 10 years. Jeez, I missed that. Yes, you did. (laughs) One of the best fights in the last five to 10 years. And when I say that this was a brawl from beginning to end, it was a all out war and could have went either one's way. It was literally the swinging of a pendulum. It was one, it was Chemayev's, then it was Burns, and then it was back and forth, and it just kept swinging all the way to the final bell, Um, and Jamayev won, which is definitely making him, he's going to be the number one contender uh, for the belt, which is going to be an interesting fight in itself. Uh, But Gilbert Burns, uh, and that's against uh, Kamara Usman, who is an absolute monster, but that fight set up is going to be wild. Uh, Gilbert Burns lost his last fight to him, uh, but Gilbert Burns has nothing to hang uh, his head low on this one. Like he still should not move from where he is. I mean, Shamaya be, being that he beat him is going to be the number one contender now and Gilbert will be number two in the division. Uh, but that fight was absolutely amazing. Now <laughs> I chose uh, Peter Jan to win that fight against Aljamain Sterling Aljamain. I absolutely apologize to you. You put on a show and you were phenomenal in that fight. I know Jan is still upset that he lost. He voiced his opinion after that, said he should have won, that he thought he won. Uh, but Aljamain Sterling, for the fact that he had a artificial disc put in his back and almost wasn't able to fight in MMA ever again in his life to going out here and putting on a dominating performance. I will never talk bad about you again, but. Um, <laughs> alexander volganowski against the korean zombie alexander volganowski if you didn't believe in him you never watched him he is the real deal and i don't see many people beating him in the featherweight and the fact that he absolutely destroyed the korean zombie uh <laughs> that was just mind-blowing to me so this card sam if there's somehow some way i'd I have ESPN plus. I don't know if you do or not. I, I do. give you my you should definitely go back and watch this fight as soon as it's able and accessible to watch it. And anybody else, if you have the capability of doing that, and definitely watch that Burns Jamaya fight because man, man, that was that was something else. I'm um, looking
0: right now to see if it's available to you, me.
1: You definitely, definitely, definitely should. Um
0: 273. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Right. you should you should definitely watch it i'm probably gonna replay it at some point this weekend because that fight was that good
0: um i'm on it it's my homework
1: good good so sam's looking forward to that what else are you looking forward to uh for the rest of the week uh easter's this weekend it's a holiday that's true Big holiday
0: around here uh so um just looking forward to that my birthday is in a couple of days so oh. that's exciting
1: tell the people when your birthday is sam
0: it's Thursday 14th okay. Okay. So that's going to be fun. And, Happy uh, birthday hope- in advance. Thanks, man. And hopefully your, uh, your Nets can get a W here and, uh, the Yankees don't get too embarrassed by these Blue Jays the next three
1: games. Uh, well, that, that was disappointing because, I mean, I was, I went to that game last night because I wanted to see Vlad Jr. and my boy Bo Bichette. Beau. And neither one of them did anything. So that means they'll probably go off tonight and I'll just have to, cringe and watch that um anything else sam or is that that all you're looking for bow made a really
0: nice play at
1: short and oh that, no he did split he,
0: grab that glad yes. he had that was that was pretty dope but yeah uh manoa made the yankees just it was embarrassing uh dull game but you know dope yes. seeds
1: uh yes. totally yeah no that's it man for me um i'm looking to looking forward to the nets of course I'm looking forward to see more of the the Yankees and see what they do. But I mean, I'm just looking forward to sports overall and see see what is uh, going to happen. I mean, it's warming up. So, I mean, this is the perfect time for sports. You got baseball warming up. I mean, because of it being pushed back. So you don't really have to sit in that cold weather too long uh, this year if you you have a team in the uh, in the northeast region of the of the country. Um, So looking forward to that. Uh, And looking forward to get outside and enjoy and, and, you know, dabble in Easter, meeting the young ladies. uh, Some of her friends are coming home, so I get to meet them. So, you know, the new 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 guy getting introduced and all that stuff. Uh Uh, I I met her mom. I think I told you that last week and everything Uh went went great. Uh, So, you know, on the up and up, man. Um, Shout out. Pretty sure, um, I don't know
0: if you were going to end the podcast with this, but something we should have brought up earlier. I was um, mm-hmm.
1: go ahead.
0: Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins lost his life over the weekend mm-hmm. and just um just thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. with him and his family, and, and fans of the Washington football team, commanders, whatever, and the Steelers. Uh, totally sad to see and Ohio State Buckeye legend, I know you're a Penn State fan, but um, just respect to what that guy did, kid did in college, and though it didn't quite work out in Washington, he he still had a, you know, a future, and it's just sad to see someone, a life lost in general, but with so much promise and, and talent, so shout out to the Haskins family for sure.
1: Uh, Well said, Uh, sending love and respect and peace uh, during this time of grievance to the family. Uh, Also doing the same to those that were affected by uh, the shooting today in Brooklyn. Uh, I I don't know at this point in time if they've been updated with any casualties. I hope not. Uh, But we definitely need to, as a country, get mental health under control, Uh, especially with men. And I'm speaking as a man, uh, identifying that is because we let our pride get in the way and we should not be prideful if we need help. We should be talking to people, Uh, and and in this case, I hope uh, things change in that and that we are able to uplift each other as a people and not continue to break each other down and have the crab in the barrel effect uh, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, so on and so forth, Um, getting tired of hearing it too many innocent people being affected by things and just living their regular life uh, when people can be helped. And this is what we should be focusing on, where our money should be going to, is to help our own people, uh, not help outside of the country. But I'm not gonna get into politics, but I just really, really hope and pray that, uh, you know, those that were affected uh, have a speedy recovery uh, and hopefully nobody has lost their life in the situation.
0: Well said, man, uh, couldn't, couldn't say it better myself. So. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, on a somber note, but, um, you know, I wish you a happy, uh, Easter. I'm sure I'll talk to you and and whatnot and and to our listeners and, and, uh, you know, Passover and, and all, and, you know, just a time of, uh, just family and friends and togetherness. So, uh, for Brandon, I am Sam. Thank you so much for listening to episode 53 of the chasing points podcast and make sure you follow us on Instagram too at chasing points podcast so for Hayes, i'm sam i'll talk to you next week take care
1: guys hey adam Schefter. hey adam Schefter. normally love your reporting but uh you dropped the ball on this one buddy um read the room and understand that this is not the time to talk about a young man that struggled that potentially had a chance of being a, the starting quarterback when he lost his life You got to be better at this. I know everybody has slip ups and I'm never one to really judge somebody when at their lowest of low or their lowest point in their life. But you got to be better, especially with the guy that reports so well. It just was disgusting, left the bad taste in my mouth. Uh, But hopefully you can redeem yourself. And hopefully I don't know if he's come out with a statement or not since that point in time. But I pray you do, because if you don't, it looks really, really bad if you're going to double down on what you you said when you didn't have to say it at all so just this is a shout to to reporters such as Sam and myself as we're a part of media is be responsible and understand that the people you're talking about you're affecting their lives and people are really going through real things you got to understand that when you say these things like that people are humans and when they see you in person you better keep that same energy because some people aren't going to take it the way that you think they should take it so on that note Be mindful of what you say. Love y'all. Peace.